Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. Episode 274 was recorded live at the Creative Industries panel discussion where we hear from Evan Dalziel of Northern Sound Systems, TikTok star Jenna with the Pink and me, your podcast host, Amelia Veal. We discuss the changing world of media consumption and broadcast channels, sharing our top tips on how to embrace these new media platforms. Each of the panellists share their unique experience and advice on how they navigate the demands of content creation to help amplify their story. This is a live Be The Drop panel discussion. This interview was recorded live at the Creative Industries event held at St Paul's Creative Centre, with thanks to Glenn J Films for capturing the audio. This event series is an initiative of the State Government through the Department for Innovation and Skills. Actually, Jenna, I might start with you if that's fine. I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, hello. Ooh. Can you hear? I can. Yeah, we can hear you too. Thank you. So, you, you are a TikToker. And I'm a mum and I find my daughter's on TikTok and I think a lot of people, you know, have kids who are on TikTok and it's it's foreign to us. It's taking over. It's taking over. But it is taking over. It and is, it allows people like you a platform that you've never you would you might never have got a generation ago. So what made you decide to be a TikToker? Why do you do this? And then how do you manage your life as a TikToker? Like tell us what you tell us your day to day. Yeah, okay. So I guess to begin the why um I sort of joined TikTok as a joke as I think most of us do and that was just before COVID kicked off I was working for um Nova the radio station just doing promotions and marketing there but I like I really felt like I wanted to make something of myself and I'd been pushing with um in radio I'd been pushing in the modeling industry and I just felt like I'd never been able to legitimately monetize to a point that I felt happy with so I joined TikTok as a joke and I made a couple of videos and um they blew up I think um my biggest video that sort of changed it all for me was this video that I had um like a body scrub and in the body scrub there was a a ring and the video was literally just me like showing the camera like, oh, I found this body scrub and oh, what's inside? It's a ring, how much is the ring worth? And it got like over 3 million views. Um, and I feel like lots of young women especially really connect with me, um, apparently over 300,000 at the moment. So That's amazing, yeah. congratulations <laughs> to you. you on building Thank that. You. That's incredible. And so the, the positive message that you're sharing, like tell us a little bit about that and, and what made you decide that you wanted to share that kind of message. Yeah, for sure. I guess like I had really struggled with life. I think growing up, like my parents got divorced, um, my dad passed away, my, I was born in the UK, so I moved to a completely different country. Like I had a lot going on in my youth and I felt like I didn't really have a support system and I didn't really have anyone to turn to. And I felt like through social media, I was able to connect with um, people that I didn't feel so isolated because of. And I started to realize how powerful the internet was at quite a young age. So I think I see so many 
young people, especially all people, but young people especially and young women because I can relate to them just struggling, just really struggling with life, with body image, with social media, with friendships, with relationships, with everything. And I just don't feel like there's enough positivity and enough good role models in the world so that's what I'm trying to be I'm trying to be a positive role model I talk a lot about um I'm most known for on TikTok talking about periods um my yeah that's sort of been my most viral series I and I'm trying to sort of help get rid of the stigma the awkwardness that a lot of these like 11 year old girls come to me and they are so helpless them their mum doesn't talk to them about periods so who the hell do they get their information from so someone like me is hopefully here to make life even just a little bit easier for some of these young women so well i'm very glad that young women like you exist on tiktok and are influencing younger women like like my daughter so thank you so much for what you're trying to do that's that's incredible and we all do need to talk about periods more than we do. Oh, yeah. And we do They're talk normal. about them more than we did do. <laughs> we do, definitely, definitely. So, thank you for being part thank of that. Thank you. Um, and so while we're talking about positive role models for young people, um, Evan, this is part of what you do in, in your job. So you help young people who want to create a future for themselves in, in media. So potentially young people who might want to do what, what Jen is doing. So how do you help them? And, and can you share some of the success stories with us? Sure. Uh, in terms of what we do, I think the way that uh, Northern Sound System helps young people um, is we are very good at creating uh, pipelines. So I don't know if that's a good term or not, but that's the way I see it in my mind, so that's how I'm going to say it. Um, in terms of like entry points and exit points for support um, for, I don't know, 12 odd years, um, NSS has really built a strong foundation in music of doing that. So a young cat comes in off the street who wants to record his first crusty rap. Um, great in the studio and learning to do that. And then you can see that person grow and change and get better at their art uh, with support, get gigs, their music improves. And then, you know, there's either an exit point or a point where they can monetize their art and become, um, you know, a, an established artist or whatever that happens to be. So I think um, in these kind of newer industries, I guess that uh, not so new in terms of their existence, but uh, certainly in Northern Sound Systems, um, dabbling in them, um, we're trying to create a similar thing. So... Um, Success stories, um, I won't speak about individuals because uh, we work with some very complex young people, but um, we've created really great entry points, very soft entry points for young people to engage with what we do and feel um, creative, but also feel supported in their art. Um, and whether that is uh, streaming or uh, broadcasting, radio, music. Um, so we create these great soft entry programs or soft entry landing points for these young people to come in and develop their their soft skills to meet other people socially with similar interests um, and then work together to create uh, an endpoint and uh, significantly lately it definitely has been landing in that broadcast sector whether that's game streaming or uh, podcasting or creating you know interview shows or whatever it happens to be um, they're spitting out really, really great content from you know us working with them for a year or two um, to build up their confidence and that sort of stuff. So I'm really interested in um, 
as you said before, my background is youth work, so the identity development that goes with um, streaming or podcasting or any of that sort of stuff, the sort of psychology behind that of uh, youth, their main focus um, at that age, if anyone knows like Ericsson and, and some psychological theory, is about uh, building and developing your identity. So when you become 12 or 13, uh, your parents aren't number one anymore, your social interactions are number one. Um, so when you're developing content with uh, other people with similar interests in your social group, other young people that um, you can identify with, uh, that's a really, really powerful tool for them to become who they want to be and figure out who they want to be. You can try out personas and it's quite safe to do that in, in something like a, a podcast or a stream or something like that to test out who you are. If you're, that doesn't mean it has to be anything significant like uh, like a gender identity or something like that, but just who you are, who you identify with. We all um, identify with uh, social groups, uh, you know, religions, whatever that happens to be. And I'm I'm super attracted to the the identity development that comes from this sort of stuff. Um, young people coming in as they are, raw, um, but having these values or skill sets or uh, ideas that are just cool and creepy and crazy um, and giving them um, a portal to sort of develop that is super, super powerful. That was a long answer to a No, but it was question. actually a really good <laughs> answer. And I actually wanted to pick up what you were saying about identity development mm. because, and then throw back to, to Jenna because when you are yourself um, on sort of TikTok or YouTube, you, you are yourself. So... It, do you d does that make you feel vulnerable, or does it, does it make you feel exposed, or are you not yourself, or do you have I a persona? Say, I would say it's a bit of a character to to be like totally transparent. Like I've built a brand that is, it, it's me, but it's a it's a squeaky clean kid version of me. Like that's that I've been very careful with, like with every single decision I make to make sure that it's on brand to make sure because it's my company so yes it is me but it's also a bit of a character like um in my videos I turn around like hey it's Jenna with the pink and today we're doing this 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 like it's it's an amped up version but it definitely is like as you said like exposing sort of um you're being vulnerable because you are exposing a lot of yourself on the internet um especially with um trolls and and haters and stuff like that um, there's definitely a process to not letting that affect you um, that you have to go through as you sort of get more of that stuff, which is inevitable. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that you have to be yourself, but also be mindful if you're trying to associate it to a brand of the decisions you make. And how do you manage that? How do you manage the online trolls and, and the negative... Because you said that, that you're putting forward, you know, a very consciously positive persona. Yeah. How then do you cope with, with the internet negativity that, that, as you say, is inevitable? Yeah, it, it goes to show that literally everything you do, you'll get hate for. Like, my videos where I'm speaking so positively about periods get like, ew, this is gross, like hated on. Oh, you, sh you should be not just being exclusive to girls. You should be interviewing all, all genders and, and just people wanting to just get rolled up about everything. Um, videos that I do where I um, might take a fan to a makeup shop and buy them a product and then the hate comments might be like, oh, you should be spending your money on the homeless, not young girls. And it's like, I'm just trying to do good here. Like, come on. 
Um, I think you just have to be so confident in what you're doing that you just that it just doesn't let anything affect me because I am so sure of myself that what I'm doing is one the best thing for me two having an awesome impact and three I don't have a third one but yeah the first two, <laughs> the first, the first two are pretty good <laughs> we'll go with that we'll go with that well I'm very glad that you are doing what you're doing here in South Australia thank so you thank I you feel blessed to be doing it in South Australia I think it's actually low-key the best place to do it because no one else is yay yay <laughs> So, Amelia, you, you sort of um, use new media in a different way. So, your role is to help clients navigate the world of online broadcasting. So, and you also run your own podcast. Um, so, what are some of the key pieces of, of advice that you would give clients? So, obviously, you know, somebody like Jenna is creating her, her own content. Evan is helping other people, um, I guess, become artists and, and, and get on to, you know, these new broadcasting methods. So, how do you work with clients? Tell us a bit about what you do. Yeah, cool. So, um, my business is narrative marketing, so I help people tell stories. Um, I love stories. I, you know, sort of loved them as a kid and now I do it for work. Woo! <laughs> um, so, but there's a couple of things and to answer the question, I thought of a couple of stories um, to answer that because... And, and so, it's two parts. So, there's two different stories I, wa I want to share about how to help people create content. Um, so, I also have created a TV documentary series called Transcending the Gender Narrative, which was broadcast on Channel 44 here and Channel 31 over in Victoria and it's on CTV as well. So, the telling of stories and how to tell stories and what is my advice? Well, I got some awesome advice this week. I was working at Annesley Junior Primary School. Um, we were creating some video for them. We've done a couple with them before. And so this advice, which I'm going to share with you, actually came from a year seven student, um, a male student. So he would be 12, 13, and he is on the money. So um, we would, they do these enterprise projects. It's an IB school, and they have to go through and do investigation, which includes research. Then they actually produce something and have an exhibition at the end where they display whatever it is that their idea. And his idea was to create T-shirts. He wanted to create T-shirts. And he said, oh, you know, w yep, he wanted to do T-shirts. Um, and they ended up being sustainably produced, ethically produced T-shirts. And I said, oh, so, so why was the sustainable, I was interviewing him, why was the sustainable, ethically produced um, T-shirts, why was that really important to you? And he said, oh, because people would buy it. And I thought, oh, okay, because, you know, we're making this beautiful story and these children are passionate. And I was like, oh, okay, so I probably need to get a little bit more context about that because otherwise people might think he's just in it for the money. Hashtag, it's okay if you're in business to make money. I know we're creative industries and it's probably not our primary driver because we're creatives, but we don't stay in business. We don't pay the bills unless we make the money. So, dude's on it. And I said, okay, so tell me a bit more about that. How did you know people was biting? He said, well, I did market research. And originally, I just wanted to make T-shirts that were cheap because that's what I would buy because I don't have much money. He's 12. And I was like, okay. And he said, but then I spoke to other people 
And they were worried about, you know, whether it was, like, if it was handmade and what was handmade and whether it was ethically sourced or where it had come from. And they were willing to pay more. And he said, I realised that it wasn't necessarily just about what I wanted to produce, it was what my customers would buy. And I was like, dude, you are so on the money. So that is one of my number one piece of pieces of advice. And it's not just about your business, it's about the content that you create. So A, be in business for something you wanna do, but make sure there's a market, that's really important. But if it's content creation and how you're gonna tell your stories, you need to make sure that where you're creating that content, where you're sharing that content is where your customers, where your audience will consume it. So if that's TikTok, then smash it on TikTok. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna smash it on TikTok. That's not to say maybe later I won't. I mean, I'm, I'm 41, have I missed that boat? I don't know, I'm never say never. Platforms for me and my business are LinkedIn and Facebook. That's where my audience is, that's where I create my content for, and that's where I share it. So number one is really match to your audience. So thank you, 12-year-old at Annesley, for reminding me so succinctly. He was like, because that's what's going to make money, yes, but he did his research and he understood and he matched it with what he was going to do. So do your research in your content where are people going to consume it and match it with what you can do. So I have a podcast because I can talk and I'm happy to do it. I got asked to come and sit with a microphone. Yes, I'll do that. So know your strengths, know what you can work to and use that. So that's a number that's part one of the piece of advice. So and that one in business I think is absolutely critical. But we've tacked on, like both Jenna and Evan have also touched on the passion piece. And I don't want to underestimate that. I don't like the idea that business, particularly as a creative, business has to be very sort of just in that strategic sphere. Str strategy is super important. But I love the passion piece. And so my second story came from when I was invited on this panel and I was told who were the other panellists. And so, like, I'm in marketing and apparently I once I said to my sister, so I just stalk people. Apparently that's not cool to say. So I do market research. So I did my market research and found Evan on LinkedIn and he is wearing that T-shirt in his LinkedIn profile. And... This is my T-shirt. I was like, Evan, oh, wow. I have that T-shirt. And if you don't have this T-shirt, look it up. She is not your rehab. It's New Zealand group. I can't swear. They're really effing awesome. So important. The stories that they are telling, like, oh, I can't portray in words. It, you need to look it up. So the, my point there, though, is she is not your rehab is very much about passion. It's not around necessarily the market research and, and the audience. They have an audience of shared passion. Jenna has an audience of shared passion in a way with her girls that need that information. So yes, I would say there's two folds, but you need to know what style of communication is going to fit you and your business and your message. So you can do it in a way that makes sure you understand your audience and build comms that suit you around that, or 
in a similar way but slightly different fashion. Your passion and your business may be that passion. I think um, the who gives a crap toilet paper is a super great example of this because their passion is very much communicated as a passion, but it's also built very strategically into their business model. So there's in the middle, because you know, like nothing is black or gray, or black or white, <laughs> there's gray. So you can have a bit of both, but understand. So my advice in a really long way with two part stories is know your audience, know your story, and pick the communication method that's gonna match it the best way. <laughs> Clear as mud. I actually think that was really clear, but what do you tell people who actually don't know who their audience is? Like, how do you help, do you help people find their audience? Like, what if you don't know whether you should LinkedIn or Instagram or TikTok or whether you should just put an ad in the advertiser? Like, what if you don't know? Well, I'd go back to the dude at Anna's Lee and follow his lead and do some market research. Now, what is market research? That's probably more the question. Asking people, talk to people. If you don't have a business yet, but you know the type of business and therefore you know the type of potential customers or audience, go and ask those people, fund them. Go and onto LinkedIn if that's where you think it might be but you're not sure. Have a look at the people that are in your industry already doing the, the thing that you think you might. Even if yours is slightly different, there'll be somebody that's doing our version of it. Find out their, what they're doing, what platforms are they using, how are they talking to people. Research, I mean, we have this incredible thing called the internet, utilize it. It's like so powerful what you can find out about anything. So use it and, and talk to people, ask questions. It's incredible how forthcoming people will be when you take the time to listen to them, asking questions. Um, and if you're asking, like be very, transparent about your agenda if there is one and an agenda isn't a bad word this is why I'm asking you these questions so don't try and hide that just be really forthcoming and say this is what I'm trying to do if they're not the right person for you to answer that then they won't be and you'll know and they'll say no because what's the worst thing someone can say is no and that's just okay good move on to the next one so yeah market research sounds so boring but actually, if you go, okay, just have conversations with people, then that's good. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.